Hello and welcome back to the British and Irish Eagles, everybody. It's been a few weeks and I was just saying to my illustrious co-hosts Mick and Phil and our guests who I'll introduce in a second. Now, I might be a little bit rusty, but no fear, never fear. There's a gin soda water with some fresh limes here. My fiance just made me a batch before she went to bed. And I have my favorite Trevintino Argentinian Malbec private reserve on the go as well so i'm i'm looking forward to this boys it feels like it's been a while uh, i had to do some research today i think i got the i asked mick a question before the podcast about whether it was one or two starting safeties that's how rusty i think i am it's only been three weeks um but listen really glad to be back feels like this is really kickstarting a new 2023 2024 season now and and um, before i bring our guest in mick how are you sir it's been a while your flag is still there shining bright in the background yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing really good, mate. I'm having a glass of whiskey. It's 10 p.m. on a on a school night, so I need to watch how much I, I, I take in tonight uh, for work tomorrow. But I'm really excited to have our guest here. And one of the underrated things that a lot of, that people don't get to see is part of the podcast. Um, this is sort of an under the hood thing. Is that when the theme music is playing at the start of the podcast, I can see, I can usually see the guests vibing to it. You know, they're still banging their heads listening to the music. I can see that, and I love that. That's fantastic. Absolutely love that. Um, our guests might need to mute his mic while other people are talking. There's a bit of background feedback there, but before I bring him in, um, Phil, how are you doing, sir? It's um, I'm seeing you in a week and a, uh, what week and a half down for the barbecue here at my house. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to the uh, to seeing what you what you've been up to because we've been updating regular pictures of you transforming your back garden. Oh, but uh, typical fashion, I'm assuming. I'm assuming the uh, the weather's hopefully going to hold up for you because we know what the British weather's like. So I hope you're preparing for rain because we've had it really. Cross you, mate. Yeah, it's um. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good day. It's gonna be a good day all around. We've we've had some um some drama actually um since we started doing the garden the other week. Uh two days ago, I went out into the garden to do some painting on the fences and I was like, Oh, what's that smell? And the drainage system below our new patio deck had uh, burst and started leaking onto our new porcelain um slabs. Turns oh. out ninety year old woman for houses down um has a blockage under a shared draining system so we had to get um anglian water out to sort out the problem i've always heard of these water companies i've never seen them in action but they came out in two hours they got right down in there i will not divulge the contents of what was in that drain because there might be some people eating their dinner um or i'm gonna drink and don't want to hear it but listen enough about my drainage situation and let's bring let's bring um well i think it's gonna be one of my favorite guests onto the podcast uh, I, I love watching his stuff on twitter i've listened to him on many podcasts before in the past um i've met him um for the first time a few months ago at the nfc championship game against the 49ers and that is the mighty Erock. Erock, welcome to the podcast my friend how are you well thanks for having me on guys yes the the music was banging 
in the intro. I, I was absolutely enjoying that. And uh, I got to compliment you guys on your logo, uh, the flag flag behind Mick there. It's an absolutely fantastic logo, first class, guys. So I'm happy to be here and happy to talk some birds. I'll tell you what, uh, you and Mick will have to have a little sidebar on uh, social. Mick's our design guy. So we'll, oh. uh, we'll show you some of, the, uh, some of the graphics he pulls together. Uh, I've got a designer who actually works through my company like, in my real job. And uh, I'm always showing him the stuff that Mick does. And he's like, how is this you know, amateur guy who you know, wor works on amateur? boats? Whoa, yeah, it's amateur, <laughs> man. Amateur. You've, not, you've not got a graphic design degree, have you, Mick, that I've missed yeah. somewhere? I don't need one. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so Mick does all about graphics, and he's, um, he's absolutely awesome. Um, God, it feels like a few weeks, and there's so, many, so much we need to get through today. Um, so just by way of an agenda for everyone listening in, uh, we're going to do a bit of a reaction uh, with Iraq of the season so far. We're going to do a couple of games of Iraq. We're going to do a game of the position prediction game. What what, what players are going to be playing in what positions come week one for the Birds? Uh, we're also going to look at the 2023-24 prediction win-loss season. I think that's the first time we've done that this year. So I'm looking forward to doing that. I've got a couple of questions for myself, a few from the UK fan base. And also, since we last podcast, believe it or not, it's been that long since we podcast, the Eagles fixtures have been released. And I'm delighted to say, if you haven't seen on social media already, the Birds Fly home trip that we are doing in November 2023 is at Dallas, baby. I cannot wait. Phil, I know you're super excited. We've got, I think, 20 people signed up now to come over on the trip from the UK. There's going to be people we're already in contact with, uh, Eagles Spain, Eagles France, Eagles Germany, and Vince, uh, who runs Philly Sports Trips in the US, is going to be getting fans from all over the US coming into coming into this fantastic trip. We'll talk about that trip in a minute because E-Rock is part of it, and we'll go into the detail of what you can expect a little bit later on in the podcast. Before we go any further, E-Rock, take the stand, my man. It's been a few weeks now. It's been a month since the draft. There's been all of the coaches' additions and leaves, the player leaves, the player re-signings. Can you give us your overall reaction of where the Eagles sit now and kind of give us a grade of their off-season production across, across the bat? Well, it's funny. I just tweeted this this morning, and it was just a thought that I had while driving uh, driving to work. And really, when you take a when you take a look at like after the Eagles won the Super Bowl and the offseason vibe with that. Um, you know, the, Coach Peterson said something about a new norm that never came to fruition. Everyone was writing books. There, there felt like a lot of um, sentimental contracts. Not that there weren't this year, but they, they, they felt like overextending. And it felt like the hungry dogs that Jason Kelsey talked about in that famous – Super Bowl parade speech, the dogs kind of got fat, right? The dogs kind of got content. The dogs started to get lazy and laid up on the porch. This offseason has felt completely different in the vibe. Whereas going into the offseason, I mean, we knew that there was going to be a lot of players exiting the building. There was going to be a lot of, you can't sign everybody. And a lot of the players that we knew to grow, that we knew, uh, grow to know and love uh, that they were going to exit. It really seems like this off season, there was no complaining. There was no excuse making. There was nothing, but let's get back to work. There was no bullshit. 
Uh, Howie Roseman, once again, is killing the offseason, absolutely doing his thing in the draft and bringing in, you know, key key pieces that you think are, are, are going to build A, depth, and B, when you take a look at that 2017 season, when you think of guys like Chris Long, Patrick Robinson, and stuff like that. Um, you know, role players, guys that are going to play specific roles. And the nice thing about the offseason is, even though we sit here and yes, free agency is by and large done. The draft has come and gone. Howie Roseman's going to Howie Roseman. And so the offseason never ends for this guy. So when we go to talk about predictions as far as who's going to be starting and, 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 you know, positional battles and stuff like that, it's always with that asterisk, right? That Howie mm-hmm. Roseman, this offseason is not complete. That Chauncey Gardner Johnson was brought in. Uh, right before the season, when you think about guys like Bradbury was released and then signed by the Eagles, uh, which was around this time, I believe. Mm. So there's still opportunities to be had. You know, you saw Hopkins just got released by the Cardinals. Do I think it's going to happen? No, but a boy can dream. And that would be a Howie Roseman-esque move, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, it, it would. It's funny. We, we we tweeted out the other night when, when he was released, you know, the eye emoji, which which was like – synonymous before the draft right <laughs> and 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 when the when the um the, the off season started with players being released and players probably even more prevalent then actually with players staying versus contracts elsewhere uh i, I saw a uh, tweet today and it was i think it was a poll it might have been run by eagles nation on twitter i think it was uh butter versus ba- butter baker versus hopkins uh, who would you rather have stood up for the eagles next year I'd say Buddha Baker personally, but I completely, I completely agree. I wouldn't be mad at either one, but uh, you know, Buddha is definitely one of those guys that we, we already have receivers, right? We, we already have, you know, two really great receivers and, and, and the one that isn't mentioned in all that is Dallas Goddard. You know, yeah. he, he's one of the best cat pass catching tight ends in the league. So while Hopkins would be a, a very much a luxury signing, both for the Eagles and I think for Hopkins too, because he's going to have his pick of wherever he goes. Why would you play second or third fiddle when you can be a number one somewhere else? But if they stacked it right, I mean, Hop, you want to go win a Super Bowl or not? You know, he's been on teams that haven't sniffed the Super Bowl. Do you want to make a, you know, do you want to make a Super Bowl run with this one? It's, it's, it's difficult. Phil, Phil, I'll bring you in on this one as well. Um, When I think of Hopkins and, Try and relate it to my like my line of work, and we're working on a number of contracts, a number of uh, client opportunities. Say we're say we're working on three, right? And um, make those three in this in this in this sphere is um, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard, right? There are contract opportunities that we're going for. Someone else, a sales guy, comes to the table and goes, "Hey, I got another client opportunity here that we should go for." <clears throat> I've only got so many reps of the ball I can throw. Um, I've got. I've only got so many staff in my team who can respond to these opportunities. So if I, I can stretch myself and try and go for the fourth one, but that might that may actually be at the detriment to the other three that I've placed so much emphasis on. Um, very weird comparison here between bidding and wide receivers. But I've, is there an element of it could actually hinder? the offense and hinder the development of players like Dallas Goddard, who is still developing. He's not 
a old tight end. He's still a developing tight end. And a top five with Devontae Smith is young. He's in, what, his third season this year. A.J. Brown isn't even that old yet. Uh, if you bring someone like Hopkins in, who is an alpha male um, wide receiver and has been wherever he's been in the past, albeit at teams who have been terrible. I mean, the, the guy deserves a ring based on his quality, but he's never been anywhere that could win one. And he could win one, as you say, Rock at Philadelphia. But is there a risk that's a detriment? I know it sounds silly when you bring someone of that caliber, but to the detriment to the rest of the team? Yeah, me, uh, yeah yes and no, because I think the Eagles' offense – Listen, if this was Terrell Owens, if this was Randy Moss that we had in Eagles Green, if this was, you know, a lot of those diva supersets, that's the nice thing about the Philadelphia Eagles team, the way they're constructed is there's no divas on this team, right? There's that there's there's no you never heard complaint. If one guy had a had a big game, there was never a a, a wide receiver that felt slighted or a wide receiver calling for the ball. There was no OBJ on the sidelines, you know, like five years ago, getting frustrated that he wasn't getting the ball enough. That's the mentality and really the culture yeah. that Nick Sirianni put into place where, you know, this isn't a stats team. When you look at it, this isn't a stats team. This is, you know, there could be running backs with more yards. There could be receivers with more yards. Dallas could get more yards. When you take a look at the stats of this team, what you're really focusing is on is team stats, sacks, mm-hmm. passing yards, rushing offense. You know, all, all of Touchdowns, that. Touchdowns, Every time you yeah. – exactly. Every time you hear about Eagles stats outside of the fact that, you know, 1,000-yard receivers. But most of the time when you hear the national pundits around the NFL talk about the Eagles, it's never an individual or individual stat. It's, mm-hmm. it's a team stat that they're really honing in on. And that's the culture of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, that's that's it's a very good way of looking at it. Phil, just on that? Yeah, obviously, Rock makes makes perfect sense. For me, obviously, it's always more about the stuff behind the stats when I sort of make the gut decisions on stuff. And and it's a delicate balancing act. Howie seems to be sort of being very careful about make, not making the mistakes, like you said, Iraq, about sort of 2018, bringing players back for the wrong reasons. Um, yeah. It seems very much like he's doing, he's treading as carefully as he can to make sure he doesn't make the same mistakes as, as, as back then. And I think, I'm not saying he won't. I feel like he would if he can kind of be confident enough that that Hopkins would, would come in and sort of be third receiver or second receiver but it, because he's not going to want to upset AJ Brown Smith Hurts and Goddard as as they are in terms of the dynamic they've got I think if they can do it they should do it but you know if, if I think Hopkins should know that because he can see the team from the outside he's going to he, if he's got a if he's got a brain on his shoulders he's going to know that he's not going to be able to walk in there and start being the big I am and being the center of attention. So if he's happy to do that and how he's confident that he can manage, he can work it in and Sirianni's confident that he can get the production out of them, then then I don't see why not. But I think that's a lot of, that's a lot of ponderous questions to ask. And, and, and hey, let me throw, you, let me throw something else back at you, Phil. Let me throw something else back at you. I don't want to see John Joe Hopkins at the bills. I don't want to see him at the chiefs. Mm. So if we go and get DeAndre is- Hopkins, defend, defensive move here, if we go get DeAndre Hopkins. So he doesn't go to a team like that. No, I, I think any team that does that clearly has has the wrong kind of 
morals or the wrong priorities. So no GM position for me is what you're saying, Phil. I can tell you that's fine. That's fine. Don't get me wrong. It's one of those things where it might end up working. I mean, when you look back to the the Cowboys taking CeeDee Lamb, almost just because he would have fallen to the Eagles oh, the very yeah. next pick potentially, and we would never have been in the Jalen Rager situation. However, but character yeah, and it kind of kind of worked out. It can work out. It's very high risk, high high reward sort of stuff. But it's a case of it could potentially cause detriment. And it's like I don't know. I'm I don't know the guy. I don't know how he's thinking. But personally. I think a lot of things have to line up for it to to make sense. And when you've got sort of Buda Baker and you've got a load of um, sort of linebacker safety um, veterans on the market, I'd be much more comfortable going for them. I don't think we need to. We don't have a great need. We're not desperate. So there's no, no point yeah. in taking those kind of risks. Unless it's it absolutely perfect. And, and Phil, real quick, just to speak on your point. I mean, I just talked about the culture that Nick Sirianni put into place and, 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 players you know kind of being focused on the team how about and you mentioned howie how i mean how about howie being the poster child for absolutely learning from his mistakes i mean we kind of have to tip our hat and give credit where credit is due because howie has fumbled and made mistakes in the past that ultimately has cost him not his job but put him on the opposite side of the building i mean he's made draft mistakes he's made free agent mistakes he's made post super bowl mistakes and in a weird sort of way Every time he's done something wrong, he has proven to you, Phil, you, Mick, you, Liam, and everybody listening to this podcast that, yes, I made a mistake. Here's what I'm, not, here's what I'm going to do moving forward. So being in this offseason, the bigger full circle around the Liam's right, like how are you feeling about the offseason? I'm feeling great about it because I trust in Howie Roseman, mm-hmm. not necessarily because, well, because of his past, but yes, his past is he's made mistakes, but we've seen over the last couple of years that he's been able to correct those mistakes like drafting, right. And going to big programs and getting proven guys and, and stuff like that. And not trying to get too cute with it. Same thing with free agency, same thing with the contracts. You know, there wasn't those long contracts after the Super Bowl where he was just giving out money to players that were on the Super Bowl team. A lot of the contracts, even though he's bringing players back, a lot of them are just one year contracts. Yeah. So running it, running it back responsibly. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. I, I, when we had uh, John Barchard um, over on on the previous pod a couple of weeks ago, I asked the sort of same question to him, or sort of posed the same point. It's that I feel like Howie deserves a lot more credit than just drafting. Well, people are sort of going, Howie's had his second masterful draft on the bounce, and he's he's signed these players that should have been taken tens of picks before where they actually were. But it's not just that for me. It's about the where we were sort of two, three years ago with the locker room leaks, the 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 the, the, the splits, the division. It, he he's not and and the fact that it, it, people were saying like how he hasn't got control over the organization. So much stuff is happening. He's not managing the organization well, and it feels like not only is he now drafting well, he's learning from his draft mistakes. He's he's found a way to bring the entire organization to a more functioning level to to sort of perform, and that's what's sort of trickling down into the draft picks, into the performance on the field. Um, what's sort of your your take on, on that sort of side of things? No, it, it, it's absolutely a more comfortable thing. And again, Philadelphia is a hard place to play, right? You know, we let you know when we don't agree with something, we give you your flowers when we do. And we're not, we want to see, just like the players on the field, if a player makes a mistake, like Jalen Hurts fumbling in the Super Bowl. We're not going to kill you on that. If you continue to play hard 
and protect the ball moving forward and kind of learn from that mistake and keep moving it forward in a, in a positive direction. You know, there, there's a, not that this, you know, not that this is the, I, you know, Sixers podcast or anything like that, but you take a look at the Philadelphia 76ers and how they keep repeating the same mistakes and have the same sort of culture over and over again, which is coming Trust up the short. process. Trust the process. <laughs> you know I mean? The Eagles fans would have never put up with that, nor would we have ever put up with, you know, the way uh, the, the – I apologize for the train in the background. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I we thought that never... was some kind of like start of a commercial. I did. Little, little, little. <laughs> no, oh, man, but... I love this advert, man. I love this commercial. I've got to listen to this train. But Phil, when you, when, you, when you said the, you know, the – Howie Roseman is putting the Eagles in a position where they are a more functioning uh, organization. And you brought up the league. I mean, I totally forgot about that. All the leaks coming out of the locker room, you know, who, who was, who was feeding Josina at uh, Anderson. All, all the, you don't hear boo out of the Novacare complex anymore because all those who players likes are when, all this. Who likes this? Exactly. Oh, Sean Jeffrey, all that. There's sort of no, stuff. And, and that division thing, man. That that was a real, that was a real thing. There were there were Jalen guys, and there and there were and there were Carson guys. Well, we were we were. Every, when the whole went situation before he went, everyone was so split over it. But obviously, mm. in the last couple of seasons, the last two teams that Wentz has been through, it just close, it clearly shows that. <laughs> that was such a that was like you said it's such a real yeah thing, but it? I, I completely agree with everything you're saying and I I remember the split I mean, do you remember the last game of the season where like Carson and uh, Kelsey and Graham and Ertz I think we're all on the pitch together you you could tell the people who were in this when you weren't um and I, I know we're not saying this but like let's not pat ourselves on the back too much about knowing what was going to happen because when we first started the podcast we were all on Wentz um when oh, yeah. when Hurts oh, when Hurts yeah. was given the the role we actually we're one of the only podcasts I think out there who was all hurts. We were all in on hurts. We we're very positive. A lot of podcasts out there wanted us to trade for Wilson and all that kind of. We weren't one of those podcasts. We did well there um, as well. But we were also the podcast two years ago who wanted Howie out at the end of that season. You know, we wanted Howie out. We wanted Wednesday. We wanted Doug out. And we wanted a whole new fresh star at that time. Now we've sung his praises ever since then. Yeah. Uh, and you know we probably need a little like klaxon for a Howie boner every time we talk about how amazing he is. I was thinking that a second ago. Um, but but let you know let, let's 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 remind ourselves that even when Wentz went, we were we weren't all thinking he. We thought he was going to succeed elsewhere. We didn't think it was. We thought it was a a triangular problem between the three people who were running the team and running the offense at that point, and running the team, the GM, the, the head coach, and, and Wentz. Like, it's great in hindsight to say that what's happened, but let's not pretend we all saw that coming. No, um, and I, 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 no sorry, you're, you go. No, 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 I apologize. I apologize. But Liam, no, me and Liam can debate all evening, and it's all about, we've got you on. We need to focus on you, man. So <laughs> no, <on>. no, <laughs> listen, I apologize. I'm getting my old podcast juices flowing, right? It's been a long, there you go. Been a long I like time it. since I've been you know, on a podcast or hosting a podcast. So I just, I just tend to jump right in. So I apologize. In advance, but, but Phil, please, please go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I think it was more Liam saying that we, none of us knew that Wentz was going to be bad, but I think we were all secretly hoping that how we had fleeced the Colts enough. We knew that there was like a, it was a fragile trade. It was like, 
we, we might get a first for this. That's incredible because mm. we knew how risky Wentz was as a, as a prospect. So I think we knew that there was a high risk. He could have gone to the Colts and performed well, but it was still going to work out good for us. But I think we're all secretly going, I really hope he plays all these snaps. Because he <laughs> the man, I was checking. We had that Twitter account. I was checking that snap count. Um, there, there was a Twitter account that was tracking... Wentz's snaps every single week for the Colts until we got to the seventy-five percent, which kicked in the the first uh, round pick for us. And I was I was all over that account every single week. <laughs> I was like, how many snaps snaps had Wentz taken this week? To follow that, isn't it? Like with the hat with the <laughs> trades, how he's made the last couple of years, like either looking for a snap count or banking on a team to lose so many games depending on the pick you're going to get. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not talked about often, but it's actually quite an enjoyable part of watching. The, the other teams, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. rooting against Miami um, and rooting against yep. um, the Saints. Saints. Yeah. yeah, but Liam, I, I just want to give you props because I mean, it, it's there's no revisionist history right here, right? Yeah. After the Super Bowl, it was kind of a tumultuous time. Things were happening very fast. The fan base was very split in in, in regards to opinions on what's going to happen or, or what should happen, right? And you know, going back to you, Phil, you know, how you feeling about the, the, the off season. It's just comfortable. I feel comfortable. You know, it, it's, it's not one of those, like going into the last off season, wasn't a lot of the talk about Russell Wilson. Wasn't a lot of the talk about, you know, is Hertz going to be the guy? Was it, what are we talking about? What are we talking? It, it, it's almost boring, right? Cause there's, <laughs> there's not a whole lot. Here we are sitting at the end of May. There's not a whole hell of a lot to talk about. Well, we've There's had three not, weeks off, E-Rock. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And take the time off. Take the time off because guess what? Nobody else has got anything to talk about either, yeah. you know? And that's a good thing if you're an Eagles uh, fan. On, on the flip side of that, it was also the, the build-up to last season with the starting off with the Reddick signing was unfamiliar territory as well because the previous off-seasons, it always felt like they were signing players. You're like, yeah, it could be good. It could, could work out. Reddick was like, the, the match that lit the fuse and it just went off from there and I think mm. that was unfamiliar territory as you say comfortable that was the way it started when we realized that how he was actually making the sign we were crying out for because I, I remember when I when I first started listening to the Eagles about a couple of few years before it was when Jalen Ramsey was was on the market and ended up going to the Rams and all that and I, all I was just listening you know you listen to people you take their word for gospel and they're like we should get Ramsey we should do this anyone who came on the market we should do this but there was no common sense to it and now it just feels like he's making signings like Reddick and then Sue and then Joseph and all these little things. Obviously, um, the Bears defensive lineman that we signed didn't work out. Quinn, was it? Yeah. Um, yeah. You're not going to hit all of them. You're not going to hit all of them. So. No. But it, generally, you do feel comfortable in that in that regard. It's so, co- it's so comfortable. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. One, one, one no, more. No, 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 you're, you're we're, so, we're so comfortable right now that we just had a conversation about one of the premier wide receivers in the NFL being a free, not even having to trade for being a free agent. We're all kind of like, nah. eh, I mean, <laughs> if it happens, great. If it doesn't, whatever. You know, you know, that's that, the kind that, of comfortable that's position we're in right, right now. now. Yeah, no, I, I completely hear you. Quick, quick question. Unless I've spent too much longer on this, because we've got a lot to get through, and we've already done twenty minutes. That's uh, not your fault. This is all good. We're, we've we have we're starved of this for the last few weeks. This is getting back into our flow. It's good. Um, how much how much um, credit needs to go to Jeffrey Lurie here? Because everyone's talking about Howie Roseman. Everyone's talking about Nick Sirianni. The players. You talked Iraq a few minutes ago, probably fifteen minutes ago now, um, about 
uh, Howie Roseman learning from his mistakes and coming back and getting better. There's two trains of thoughts when you're developing talent, right? It's focus on what you're good at and get better at it or focus on what you're bad at and get better at everything, right? He's done that and that's great, but the slack, the opportunity, the chance, the trust that Jeffrey Lurie has placed in Howie Roseman, there's got to be a lot to be said for that. Not a lot, not, it's not often talked about like how much of an influence Lurie has had. Um, there was a couple of seasons ago, there was there was conversations around that time when, um, when Doug left and all that about how much influence Lurie really had. Like, he's a bit more of a Jerry Jones. I don't think he's at all. He definitely has more influence than most people think, but I reckon every single owner of every single club is probably a bit like that. But how much more respect do you think he deserves given the way he's handled Harry Roseman? Uh, Jeffrey Lurie is one of the premier owners in the NFL for that exact reason that you said. He puts people in position to make the decisions and run the organization, and he trusts those people, right? And you can take it even to rewind to a Chip Kelly where, you know, he brings him in, you know, hottest college coach in the, in the game, hottest coaching name in the game. And even with an argument with Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie gives him the keys to the car, says, okay, if you're going to make the, if you need this to make this run, here it is. Jeffrey Lurie will give his staff, coaching, football operations, general manager, all the tools necessary to do the job. Jeffrey Lurie wants nothing to do with picking players or, or, or meddling or anything like that. He knows it's his organization and he knows the culture that he wants to set. Mm-hmm. That's what he's steadfast in. That's what he's steadfast in. Everything else, he hires people to mm-hmm. do the job and trust them to do the job. Now, if they blow his trust, he will fire somebody with one game remaining, like a Chip sure. Kelly. You know, if he doesn't feel like somebody is setting the right culture or representing the Eagles well, he will move on. Even even with the conversation, you know, uh, Doug Doug's eventual departure. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 I'm sure there were a, a lot of hot conversations behind closed doors, but ultimately they parted both on good way. It wasn't a this, you know, uh, Jeffrey Laurie and Doug Peterson or Clyde. No, it was an amicable, mm-hmm. an amicable thing. And that's what Jeffrey Laurie will never get enough credit for because nobody talks about it because he's that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. You you see Jeffrey Lurie once or twice a year. He'll get up in front of a microphone and talk. And at the Oscars, maybe. Yeah, and, 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 and quite <laughs> frankly, that's what I want my owner doing. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's such a good point. It's such yeah. a good point, Iraq. Sorry to interject. Just just like it's almost like um, your offensive lineman in in a game of the NFL. If you're not hearing about them, and they're not being called out on the tannoy by the commentators, then that's a good thing. Because it means they're doing their job and no players are being bluffed up. I mean, I mean, look at look at an owner. Would you rather have an owner like Jim Irsay? Mm. Would you rather have an owner like uh, like Jerry Jones? Would you rather have an owner? You know what I mean? That you, you can look around the NFL and see owners that are way too. This is my club. This is my organization. Yeah, this is me, 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 me. And Jeffrey Lurie's like, no, this is the culture I'm setting. There is no bend in that. This is, there's no, this is my organization, my culture, but I'm going to put the right people in the places and give them every single tool for to give them every single opportunity to succeed. And you got to, you got to give them credit for that. 
That's amazing. Um, so my laptop is just locked. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Oh, well, that's fantastic news. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't see you. I can hear you, which is, uh, which is good. Whatever. Let me just put my password in, which is phillyphilly91. Bear with me. There we go. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm box. back. He's not really giving his password out live on a podcast. Oh, no, he, he definitely oh. is. <laughs> <laughs> definitely am, yeah. It's one password for one thing, though. So, th so don't you, uh, you break into my house and get my personal laptop. I, by the way, by flies. the way, side note on Eagles fans, I if you ask any Eagles fan, like, what's their Wi Fi password <laughs> or what's their Wi Fi? Like, if you ever swing by my house, you will get a signal that says, uh, would you like to join Dallas sucks? Yeah. And the, yeah, and, exactly. and the password is go birds 4133. Like, everybody <laughs> has their own, you know. Eagles related Wi-Fi password. I absolutely love it. <laughs> just, to, just to add to the fact that Liam's confident that no one can get into his house, but I'm going there next week, guys. So DM me, <laughs> and I will, <laughs> and I'll make sure I find out all the details. I'll go. There's a couple of bottles out. of whiskey here, a couple of signed merch, and a big TV. That's about all you're getting out of this house. <laughs> and, and 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 a stinky porcelain patio. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which has some bird shit on it now as well, by the way. We went out there oh, today. Yeah, like, I'm really looking oh, forward to this party now. Unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable folks. Right, we should uh, we should get back back on track for the podcast. I oh I've got a game for you. I've got a game for you, Rock. And I know you mentioned earlier on in the podcast that this will come with a huge asterisk because as we've just talked about, Harry Roseman has not finished wheeling and dealing. And I hope he doesn't finish wheeling and dealing right the way up until to be honest. You know, before the regular season ends, because we expect him to be making trades all the way up there. Um, I, I won't say what I've said on previous podcasts about how lucky the Eagles have been with injuries over the last couple of years, and there may be a need this year more than any. Oh, oh, oh no, Mick will probably kill me. Um, anyway, anyway, that aside, uh, got some questions for you here, and then I'm going to pass over to Mick in a second because he hasn't got two words in edgeways so far to do the 2023-2024 predictions um, with you, Erock. So first off, can you name from me the two Eagles starting linebackers week one of the regular season? And as a follow-up question, just touch on your thoughts on the third round pickup last year and whether he is going to be a mainstay in this Eagles team. No, and I think I think that's where you're going to see Howie Roseman wheeling and dealing is, is that – Sorry, defensive line through the draft, they're set. Uh, defensive backs through Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, not wanting to come back to the team and the team just having to move on. Corners, okay, we're fine there. I think when you take a look at the linebacker and the safety position, uh, that's really the only weakness I see on this team. And so wheeling and dealing, like when, you, when we talk about the linebackers, I, I would be hesitant at all to name a starter at any position there because I, I i really think there's going to be some additions no, no, made there no, 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 dean you don't think he's a lock to start i don't think he's a lock to start he's going to have to earn it which yeah. again when you're drafting the right players with the right mentality that's the, the you know when you look at the kobe dean there's there's your jalen hurts's attitude on the defensive side of the ball now can he be it can he be it he's a little small you know okay we've seen small linebackers one of which just went into the Hall of Fame name Zach Tom. I mean, we've seen smaller linebackers uh, play effectively. He's going to have the opportunity to, to earn it. What is, again, the culture set forth by Nick Sirianni? Competition, competition, competition. Best players are going to play. He wants healthy competition 
on the field, on the practice field, in the locker room, shooting hoops, playing ping ball, rock, paper, scissors, whatever, cornball shit it might be. He wants to see some competition. Uh, so Nagobi Dean's going to have every opportunity to, 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 to earn a starting role there. But when we talk about starters, I'm not sure the starters are on the team yet. I think yeah. there's going to be some June 1st cuts. I think there's going to be – and remember, we have a lot of assets next year. And one of the reasons we weren't able to wheel and deal and trade and maybe get this veteran and that veteran is because we were missing a whole bunch of third, fourth, and fifth round picks in the draft, mm-hmm. right? That's your sweet spot when you're trying to trade for veterans on expiring contracts when the team and the organization that they're with has absolutely zero intention of signing, right? That's that's the sweet spot, third, fourth, and fifth round picks. Didn't have a lot of them this year. We had to trade back up to get Ringo, Um yeah. But we have a Never ton of them next off. year. We have we have a we have a ton of them next year. So I mean, there's going to be opportunities to make some moves as training camp develops. I wouldn't be surprised if the starting linebackers aren't on this team right now. So uh, you touched on safeties, but before you go on to that, uh, you versus Nick Sirianni, you mentioned uh, hoops. Um, you mentioned rock paper scissors and ping pong. Uh, what are you taking Sirianni on there? What are you going to beat Sirianni on between those three? Uh, definitely not hoops. I, yeah, all five, all five foot six of fury yeah. over here. We, we've met each other. I'm also small. It's all good. Yeah, it's not, not going to be hoops. Uh, I'm very rusty in ping pong, so I'm going to have to go the safest bet if I'm if, if I'm going to play because I don't want to lose. Yeah, because I got a feeling that I would never hit again. But he's that kind of guy. Yep. But uh, rock paper scissors probably. All right, I like that. I like that. Starting safety. <laughs> uh, I, I I do I do really like Brown. Yep. I, I I do like their draft pick. I think he can develop into something. Uh, I like all his physical attributes. You know, the fact that he was on, uh, he, you know, he was the team captain of there. He was a heart and soul of that defense. That's the kind of attitude that you need. And they're all picking players, right? How he's picking players, very common themes, team leaders, team captains, guys, guys who are the heart and soul high of character. their respected high character guys. So, you know, do I feel comfortable trotting a rook out there? Yeah. I, uh, not, not, not really. But again, I think they'll make some additions to that position um, prior to the season starting. I like Chauncey Gardner Johnson. I like that. I like that. Uh, interesting to see how his brother Chase Brown does um, as well, running back uh, this year out of the draft. Okay, I got two more for you here. I got three more for you here, but I think this is an easy one. So, give you easy one first. Name the starting offensive line left to right week one. Because there's one in there that may not be a starter in week one. Well, I, I think, I, you know, it, it, it's Mulata, it's Lane, it's Kels, it's Dickerson. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Jurgens or not, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it going to be Jurgens or not? And I'm all in favor for it. Uh, okay. You know, this this guy is talented. He's been groomed. He's part of Stoutland University, which I trust Stout more than anybody. I know we got that rookie from Alabama that could possibly start, and there's some questions of whether or not you know you want to you want to gr- continue to groom Cam as the center, the re- eventual replacement for Jason Kelsey. I just think from a draft pick perspective, you got to get this guy on the field. You just got to get him on the field. You can't. You know, we all love Kels. I, I'm the biggest Jason Kelsey fan. We all love Kels, but we, we can't keep hindering this kid's growth because Jason's still playing. Thank God he's still playing. But, you know, you've invested 
some pretty good draft capital in him. It's time for him to see the field and start. And it's not like, listen, there's guard centers all the time. I don't see any detriment to this. And if there's somebody who can correct anything or make sure that somebody doesn't get in a certain technique that's, in other words, get themselves into some bad habits. I mean, I trust Stoutland above anybody. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be Cam. Mick, just thoughts on that quickly. Cam Jurgens, do you think how he might bring someone else in to play at that right guard position? Or do you think Jurgens is kind of locked in to be right guard uh, on the first day of the season? <clears throat> Yeah, it's funny. I don't think he'll bring anyone else in. I think it's either going to be Jurgens or Steen. Um, I don't. I, I don't see another splash coming from. If if any, it'll be more of a depth piece than anything else. But you know, just reading between the lines from what we've heard from Kelsey's podcast, from other you know people that are more in the know uh, around the NFL, it seems like Cam is, is starting to put on a little bit of weight to to sort of fit into that guard position. And I completely agree with what E-Rock is saying. That was one of the one of my biggest questions coming into this season was, can we get Jurgens on the field? Because we spent a second round pick on this guy and, and you, you expect this guy to see the field in year two. I know he had limited snaps. <clears throat> Some you know special teams plays he was on the field, um maybe some jumble packages he was he was lining up there, but this guy has to see meaningful snaps, uh, and what better opportunity that he has now to have, as Erock says, have the goat on the left, and have goat two on the right. He's he's in the best position possible between Lane and between Kelsey. My God. What an yeah. opportunity that he has in there, and he can see everything that Kelsey sees. He yeah. he can call the plays. He, he understands the game as it's as it's happening in front of him, not from the sideline, but right next to Kelsey's shoulder. And that is very, very, very important, and especially when we go on to next season, when he hopefully is the heir to the to the throne of the centre of the Eagles' offense. Mick, you, na- you, you nailed it right on the head, dude. There's no better training to be Jason Kelsey's eventual replacement than playing right beside him. You can see that on the sidelines. You can see that on the film room. You can see that going over tape, blah, 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 blah. There is no better way for Cam to understand, because there's no secret, he's going to be the eventual replacement to Jason Kelsey. Mick, you're 100% right. There is no better training than actually playing beside the man, seeing the game with his hand in the ground, like Jason, seeing it, hearing it, feeling it, being in his head. It's on-the-job training, on-the-job training, and it's wonderful. I love that. Um, And just picking up on some of your commentary earlier around um, uh, the, the grooming aspect. There's been a story in the UK on the news right now. I'm not sure grooming is the word we should no, be using no, on this podcast. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what I missed? What I missed? Or no, don't no. I want to know? Don't I want to no, know? No, you don't want to know. I'm sorry. I had to put it down. I think I said it. I was when I started saying it. Um, you can choose to edit that bit out, Mick, if you want. No, that's fine. Uh, not often I go red on camera. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you afterwards, Iraq. Nothing you said. Nothing you said. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, well, interesting conversation because we talked about Hopkins earlier, but there are two players playing for wide receiver three at the moment. Iraq. It's very clear who they are. 
Zacharias and also Quares Watkins, who apparently has um, had a good offseason from people who've seen him play so far in the offseason, even though OTAs were today and no media are allowed there until I don't think Thursday this week. Um, but, but people have been saying he's 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 been training well in the offseason, I suppose. Uh, do you see uh, Watkins or Zacharias, uh, probably pronounced that wrong, Zacharias, taking that uh, wide receiver three spot? I'm glad you're saying it because I, w- I would absolutely butcher it. Uh, so so I'm going to go the easy route and say Quez, but I, but I, I mean that. And they'll probably, again, uh, I can't stress this enough. The offseason is not over. The offseason is not over. Just like we were talking about, you know, Cam maybe playing out in my head. I'm thinking, yeah, but, man, there's going to be June 1st cuts. There's going to be guys that their contracts stall. There's going to be guys that – there's going to be guys – there's going to be a surprise move out there. As far as Quez specifically, I know he had that drop in the Super Bowl and we're all kind of murdering about him about it. But overall – as as far as wide receiver three goes, oh, you could do so much worse. You could do so much worse than Quez Watkins. He's familiar with the C, uh, uh, system. He's familiar with the culture. He brings a unique skill set to the table. You know, you, you have you have AJ, who's just uh, an absolute monster, yards after catch. You have um, Smitty, who is just production personified despite his slender build despite the, you know it, it even hurt him love slimmy he's he's just he's just productive and great set of hands such a great set of hands but then you then you need the burner right you need the burner and that yeah. and that's and that's quez and he brings a unique squ- skill set i would not be surprised if there's another move there though i wouldn't be surprised if there's another move i'm all wide receivers to be honest are you yeah i mean uh, Fifth, Context. sixth round pick. What was he? Fifth, sixth round pick. Sixth round. Um, Six. Context, Rock. I wrote an article for us about two years ago now when Quez first came on the scene saying, I reckon he's going to get five touchdowns. He's going to break on the scene. And he kind of did. He obviously got on in the, um, is after the, obviously he had the touchdown in the Saints game the year before. And I think he was coming into the season. I think there was quite a lot of hype around him. The thing is, where we were then as a team and where we are now are yeah, com- contrastingly different. And I think we have outgrown Quez in a way. Don't get me wrong, I love the guy and I, I hope he sits on the team and I hope he has a breakout for the year. But I'm kind of sat here going, if you've got someone better, you have to get rid of him. You have to go with the better guy because there's no sentimentality in this sport. And 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 last season, the crucial the crucial mistakes or drops that he made in the season Unfortunately, that's 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 sort of the ones that you make to become a, a great in the in, in the game in the game itself. And if you're not making those picks, that you can't be like, oh wait, but next year you might make them. It's like no, no, no. We're a team that's in a win now mode with a Super Bowl winning quarter, uh, Super Bowl potential winning quarterback. You know the caliber that we've got in in the team at the moment. I kind of just thinking Zacchaeus or Wes Watkins, and it kind of counteracts my point about the Hopkins thing, saying no, don't we don't need him. It's just like I probably would still take him because I think you'd. I mean, you take Hopkins bit. over either of those every day of the week. Oh, anyway, no, but right? it, it, yeah. yeah, but I'm not talking in direct comparison. I'm just talking. Yeah, okay. about, I'm kind of talking myself out of Quez and Zacchaeus, but I wouldn't say I would want Hopkins. But it's more of a case of that's the the limbo that I'm in. But but. To, to sort of round off about Watkins, I think it's just the fact that he's had his chance, but his his criminal fault is those key drops. And that's what he's there for. Yeah, that's what he's there for. 
Right, we need to move this along because we've we've done forty six minutes so far. So, okay, um, and and Liam, I got time. I got time. I'm you got time? This I got, I'm All enjoying right. this conversation. You were just you were so just checking out. If we actually knew what we were go talking on, about. Go on, we were go on, okay, right. What do you think well? about the baseball? <laughs> like listen, if this started to go down to shit or like yeah, twenty yeah. minutes into it, I'd be oh, like, yeah. oh guys, look at shit. The my wife <laughs> just said I gotta <laughs> go. Yeah, I gotta do the kids got homework. You know, I got shit to do. I appreciate it, but no, I'm enjoying this conversation. So I love that. Like I'm glad we passed the test. <laughs> <laughs> it's really well, Iraq. You know what it's like, and I'm very happy to say this on the podcast. You know what it's like when you, when you have guests on. It's you know it's great to get. We, we've been so lucky to have some amazing guests on this podcast, and you say like a certain amount of time, and then you know you're coming towards the end. You're like, oh, you got a couple more minutes, and you can tell if they're like enjoying the conversation. Like, yeah, yeah. sure, I got some time. And yeah. then sometimes I was like, yeah, what? You know, I'm really gonna go soon. And that tends to be like the big, big dogs, like your Colleen Wolves, your yeah, Jamal, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you know all, all those kind of guys. To be fair, Jamal, I was, I was gonna say. Oh, Jamal's trust me, I, I've been on some stinkers for like an hour and a half, and it's it's, it's been the long. <laughs> I start oh, making faces. I start making faces in the camera just to make myself laugh. And myself angry. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we've guested on a few podcasts as well um, over the last few years. Um, oh, anyway, Mick, this is a perfect time because we'll, we'll do 2023, 2024 predictions game by game. Um, so if you can take the mantle, my friend, with your gorgeous, dulcet Scottish tones, and uh, run through these, run through these game, these games of Iraq. Iraq, if you do need any clarification on what Mick said, just yes. put your left pinky up, spin <laughs> around four times, and I'm joking. <laughs> just let us know. Does, does, we'll stream, does Streamyard is it is Streamyard able to auto generate photos? Or I don't know. No. That's a good question. You should ask them that. Yeah, yeah. Although I'm not sure what we'll come back with. I think we're being overly mean to Mick here. Sorry, Mick. <laughs> I'll just I'll just hold up the sign that just says like Hell what, 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 what do you say? What do you say? What do you say? I can try. Go on, Mick. Uh, you got I, it. I could try an American accent. Uh, it would be horrendous, but I could Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time Mick. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm not trying to delay you anymore. Go on. Guys, real quick. Give me your best like one sentence, one line or American accent. I got to hear it. Oh, God. Who wants to go first? Go on, Liam. You go. You go fall on the sword first, mate. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's not a lot bad. All right, Liam passes. Mick, what do you got? Hey, what was I? <laughs> go birds, buddy. That was bad. That's not bad. That's not awesome. bad. That didn't okay. sound like it came from your voice. Did you just go on YouTube and like play something? In? Yeah, he just played a clip. All right, Phil, what do you got? Yeah, is, I totally get what you're on about, man, but we got to get back to the game and talk about the X's and O's, and what we're talking about is man, wind and laughter. Your problem, Phil, was we, we went for like three, four words and tried yeah, to nail it. Yeah, nailed you, it. you went in. You, you went tail, in. You tailed off. Full of confidence, <laughs> and it just fell flat on my face. But oh, well. it started off a little bit Canadian at the beginning. I Definitely, like. my yeah, yeah. my Australian accent is so much better. <laughs> I just hope I didn't wake the kids up when I. All right, Mick. I'm sorry. Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. I, I had in, to hear. I'm in for some pain if I woke those kids up with shouting "Go Bobs." Yeah. So that's true. Just a minute. Just no, no crying. We're okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> um. Okay. So we'll just walk through the season schedule. Mm-hmm. As it Go goes, so I'll as try to take know, some notes. I am very sure you're very familiar with the, the Eagles schedule. So uh, as will every listener, because 
we've died over it over the last couple of weeks. We're that starved of content. All we're doing now is looking at who we're potentially playing over the next few months this coming autumn, winter. So, without further ado, at New England, week one, Tom Brady um, game. Yeah. Is that a win or a loss? No, that, that, that's a win. All those New England fans are going to be – that's going to be a hottest ticket uh, in Foxborough that weekend. And, unfortunately, they're going to come away with a loss on that one. Birds are winning. I like it. wonder if you're going to do a Liam and just say win every single week. Well, I listen, I listen to the um, – oh, sure, what's it called now? The new Shil Kapadia podcast. The Ringer. The Ringer, yeah. The, the, the Eagle. I can't remember the name of the show, but the ringer recently and, and um him and Ben Solak had them winning the first like nine, ten games. Sorry, go on. All right. So week two, home and op- home opener versus Minnesota. Same as last year, actually. Um prime time. Unfortunately for us in the UK, that is a one AM kickoff start. So that's horrendous for us, but um yeah, no, that's that's going to be a win. I, I I do not complain about the schedule at all as far as the opponents that we're playing, but I but I do hate the way it's laid out. And one of the things that I hate is that we got boned for the home opener. Um, Thursday night is notoriously the worst tailgating night. People are trying to get off of work. You got rush hour traffic. Philly traffic during rush hour is a nightmare. People don't get down there until four o'clock. You know, games at eight thirty our time. Um, it's going to be a win. It's going to be a celebration, but man, I wish it was on a Sunday at like, you know, one o'clock. It would have, you know, the home opener is like a festival. Really. It's like, we're back in the lots. It's a celebration. It's a block party. It's, it's, and, and it just sucks. It's on Thursday, but birds will be two and oh. Yes. Let's go. So we take our two and oh, and we travel to Tampa Bay to take some revenge in Raymond James stadium. Um, we were defeated in the first round of the playoffs only a mere couple of seasons ago. Um, but not at the hands of Tom Brady this time. It will be the hands of Baker Mayfield, who looks to be QB1 in Tampa this coming season. Or Kyle Trask. Trask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who oh, Brian yeah. Johnson will be very familiar with being his, um, being his coach at Florida. Uh, looking forward to that one, and I know we're going to get to y'all strip, but this is going to be the main headliner on the E Rock tour this this uh, this season with Philly sports trips and Vince, and oh, nice. I'll be down there DJ in the tailgate and 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 hosting a lot of the pre parties and the player Q and As, and so I'm very much looking forward to that. And then listen, I got to get off the snide. Last uh, last away game I was at was the Super Bowl. We walked away with an L's, but not this time, man. We're going down the ramp. Which, by the way. Raymond James is a wonderful stadium. It's a, it's a fa- I, it's one of my favorite stadiums to go and see a game. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, and we're walking away three and up. Bit of sun as well, you know. You bit of time while you're down there, you're up, right? The last time I was there, uh, I think it was their home opener. Nick Foles was playing. I think it was the year after we. Nick Foles was playing. Yeah, and uh, man, it was the hottest game I ever I ever been to. One of the bar tops was like stainless steel. And I put my arm down it to lean against. I don't know if I was talking to a girl or something. I was trying to sleep, <laughs> and I just like third degree burns. I mean, you could fry, you could have fried an egg on. People were passing out. There was there was ambulances going all over the place. Yeah. So it's going to be hot, but so are the Eagles three and up. 
<laughs> Man, it was like nice. it was like twenty-one degrees in Scotland today, and everyone was dying of heat exhaustion. Honestly, in Cambridgeshire, like in the UK, <laughs> I, I'm from Ireland, Iraq, but I live in I live in the UK. In Cambridgeshire on Sunday, the, the day before my patio leaked shit, um, I was just paying I was just painting the fence, and it was like twenty-three degrees, top off. And I have we're talking I've Celsius, looked... by the way, Iraq. Yeah, yeah, twenty-three degrees. Oh, sorry, oh. yeah, what's yeah. that? What's that? You gotta tie you gotta break it down for us double. Well, like 80, 83, maybe something like that. 84. Okay. Something All like right. That. So you no, were I, smelling I, hot shit on the patio. I well, yeah, I bur I burned my back. Like it might even be less than 83. I'll need to check. 73. 73. 73. 73. Ah, there you go. Thank you, <laughs> My Irish freckled skin didn't do too well. Anyway, go on. Sorry, Mick. Go on. That's fine. Um, I've actually forgot what it was. Uh okay. So the games are yeah, the, the Eagles are heading back to Link and we face Washington, division rival, first game. Win. Win. Oh Easy. Samuel yes. ain't shit. <laughs> All right, oh, moving. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang no, on. No, I've got a question. I've got a question. Uh, given the news with the new uh, commander's owners, the f apparently they missed the trademark name submission on the Washington Commanders because someone else and I'm putting this like this because I reckon the new owners paid someone else to do this. That's my theory on this so they could change the name. Are the, are the Washington Commanders going to be called the Washington Commanders when we play them in week four? Yes or no? I think they will but the, uh, Josh Harris, owner of the 76ers, I, I, I don't feel all that <laughs> comfortable with the whole everybody just kind of poo-poos it off like eh, no, it's just business. This is how it's done in in 2023 and then you look at a guy like jeffrey lurie who again is just focused on one team and building the culture yeah. and one i could go on for a while about that yeah i know it's fine but uh, i i did hear through the grapevine that <laughs> daniel snyder was so cheap and this is coming from inside buildings daniel snyder was so cheap that they had they had names like the, the red tails and 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 Red Wolves and all these yeah. different names, but every time something would get leaked, somebody would buy the domain name name. And instead of paying a simple hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars for the name, if, if if that, it, it, yeah, just cutting a check, keeping it on the DL, just cutting a check for the rights to the name. Daniel Snyder would not pay a dime for any name. That's where they came up with the commanders, and he was so sloppy with his business etiquette that he forgot to put in a trademark for even that name. So Josh Harris has got a lot to clean up. I, I think just for merchandising, because Nike takes forever mm -hmm. to do stuff, which, by the way, expect the Kelly Greens uh, later rather than sooner. All right, we're going to get them, but we're going to get them later because, again, Nike, um, it, it would be an impossible task with the sale of ownership happening so quickly right now to have a new name for them by the beginning of the season and have the colors adjusted and the logos made and all that shit. But I, I do think that if we speak this time next year, we'll be talking about the Washington uh, uh, shit patios. I don't know. I was, I was just about to say, <laughs> quick, quick sidebar, Iraq. If, it, if you're the owner of the Washington whatevers right now and you've got the choice of what they're going to be called, what would you call them? I, I would probably... The Washington Waste Bins. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Washington Whatevers is actually quite good. <laughs> it, you, you know, you know, you know what? I was a bit not a big fan. That's a, that's the wrong way of putting it. I thought that the Washington football team was silently yeah. one of the most creative. Like they did it by accident because their brain trust over there couldn't figure out a better 
American idea than the Washington football team, <laughs> the most generic name ever. But somehow, some way, I thought that was a very strong brand, like the that. Washington football team. I, it makes it unique, more unique than any other football team. You know, it, and, and, it, and, and it almost had like an FC, right? That's what they mm, do in, yeah, in, yeah. In, in, yeah. in football, right? It's, it's yeah. this FC, that FC, right? Football club, I, yeah. Football club, yeah. I, I, yeah. I thought it was unique, and they stumbled into the correct thing to do. But in typical Washington fashion, they fumbled again and went with the fucking <laughs> commanders. Fumbled. I love that. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> right, anyway. we're, we're, we're on Let, week five, Mick. Let's get through this. <laughs> Um, Sorry, so, man. No, no, this man. is good. This, I might need a second bottle of red soon. But. So we're at, at LA uh, the following week after Washington. So the Eagles travel out to out to LA to play dub. the Rams. Dub. Dub. Easy yeah. dub. Rams are falling apart. Right, Rams, Rams are falling. All, all of a sudden, and it's a it's a it's a curious question to ask because it was always so like when they're chanting F those picks up there holding the Lombardi trophy. During their Super Bowl parade, you know, F them picks, F them picks. Eh, this is what it gets you in the end. And they're yeah. falling apart at the seams, and that rebuild is going to take a while because they don't have the picks. Agreed. Win. Win. We're undefeated, boys. All right. Five and oh. Nice. Matthew heading. Stafford, even with his new left guard. <laughs> <laughs> and we leave LA to fly to New York to play the Jets. Uh, the. the the um afternoon game Aaron, Aaron Rodgers' new team yeah I don't know why I, I don't know what they're saying over there in the UK but everybody's all on the Jets right now just because Aaron Rodgers was there right we and, see it because we get we get we get all uh we, we get the uh the, the the sports shows over here I mean some of them and, anyway and I don't yeah. get it I'm having deja vu when Brett Favre went over there and it was like oh Jets are finally gonna get back to the like I don't get it I don't get like I get it's Aaron Rodgers, but you're not getting the Aaron Rodgers that you think you're getting of five years ago when he was an MVP caliber Super Bowl, you know, uh, contending quarterback. You're getting post uh, trip to the desert on hallucinogens, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, and I'm just not sure that you know. I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Jets are a sub 500 team, you know, and I'd like uh, well. That. Yeah, I, 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 I just I don't, I don't get the Jets hype at all. I don't get the Jets I, hype I at all. I, I think they've got they've got a good team, and all they needed was a good quarterback. I just don't think the Rogers fit is it. And I kind of feel bad for some Jets fans, not all Jets fans. There's a certain few um, that I won't. Um, but it's more about I know who you mean. That they they've they've gone through Darnold, they've gone through Wilson. Now they're kind of trying to go back through Rogers. It's Mike like, White. come on, man. Event and why, and it's like you kind of eventually feel so what's what's the word uh, pity for a team. You think, come on, let's give them some, give them a little bit. Come on, yeah. let them have let them have. But I don't think yeah. Roger, I don't think Rogers is it. So I don't really and, know. And I and I with. I would have felt just like you. Like, listen, it is easy being green. We can relate, right? You know, it's kind of <laughs> we've been through it, you've been through it, we all been through it, and and you know. But I'll tell you, the hardest time that I've ever had with fans. Traveling to a different stadium. It's not Giants fans at MetLife. I've never had a problem or gotten into an argument. I've got, I've come this close to multiple fistfights at Jets games. Really? Their fans are assholes. Assholes. <laughs> don't like, don't like them. So, so I did feel, I was like you, Phil. I did feel pity for them, and now I'm like, fuck them. 
it's yeah, not, I think it's, it's not that. so much. Yeah, it's not so much like I, I, I care for them. It's more just like when you see a situation so futile, you're like, oh, be, oh it's a shame that they keep getting this bad luck. This is but, new information that you need to digest, though. Of like yeah. someone like Iraq, who you know, who, who, who we watch online and we we chat to and we engage with, saying, because I was at the. I mentioned this before, guys. When I was at the Jake Elliott sixty-two yard, yeah, when yeah. yeah, you know, the one that you never saw. The one, well, the one that you were turned around for. Allegedly, I was turning around from because I couldn't bear to watch, but I was watching. Um, and we had this Giants fan giving a shit all. He was like a little Danny DeVito. And, like, and, I'm, and I say little, Iraq, I mean like he was smaller than us. Well, if we're saying it, if you're saying he's little, he's little. <laughs> He's little, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, I tell you what. When when I come over in uh, in November, Iraq, you and me head up to uh, New Jersey, and we'll we'll go into some fist fights, yeah. Oh, here we go. We're gonna do a full screw. Gee, the, the goddamn UK guys are trying to get me in trouble. You guys, you guys got to You guys got to get home. I gonna end up with a record over here. Have you have you not have you not seen the flag behind him? That's why. Wait, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. I'm joking. Um. All right, where were we? I think I, I hijacked Mick. Sorry, go on. That's fine. No. Um. So we we play uh AFC East team again, and Miami Dolphins. Who, well, if Stua if Tua can stay out of concussion protocol, could be quite a dangerous team. How many whiskeys have you had, Mick? Is that like five or six? Or? <sighs> Who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dolphins, very dangerous team. Uh, I, if, yeah. if Jalen Hurts is ever going to take a game personally, this guy doesn't mm-hmm. take anything personally. He never lets his emotions run his game. But if he's ever going to take one personally, this is the one he's going to take because it's two on the other side. And I do think we win this game. It's interesting you say that. Um, I'm going to go back to the preseason uh, training camp last year where we were with the Dolphins. And it sounds stupid. Um, and nonsensical to, and um, there was conversations in some of our UK NFL chaps at the time, like, oh, we want to practice. Oh, what does that mean? How you want to practice? But the only team in in the last two years we've come up against where there's been noise about us losing a practice against an opposition team has been against Miami Dolphins, um, and that was last year before Tua got hurt, etc. They have some highly talented skill players. They've gotten better on both sides of the ball, I think, on the defensive line and the offensive line this year. And I think Miami Dolphins' season completely depends on Tua Tonga Baila. If he yeah. can be as good as he was accuracy-wise, which I think was number one in the league before he got hurt, um, and the Dolphins, they don't have players you need to throw downfield to. They can take it on a jet sweep and still run it into the end zone from 70 yeah. yards out with Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill and their new running back as well. I can't remember his name, the A-Chain. 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 He, 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 he's a rapper as well. And I worry about the Miami Dolphins. I know I'm not doing my predictions now, but I, I worry with a fit to a, to a tongue of by a lower. You mentioned the emotionary rock. I wouldn't be very – that would be one I would be like definitely on Phil the fence, Mount Stevens. I'd be on the fence on that one. It's going to be a tough game, no doubt. They're a talented team. They are. Right. But we're going to win. Next up, we go uh, at Washington. So, uh, Liam, I believe you'll be at this game. Yeah, so the week before, I might see you there, Iraq. I don't know if you're going to this. because I will 100% be there. So at I'm the flying shit, a- at the shithole that is FedEx. Uh, FedEx. Yeah, I'm you, Liam, have you ever been to FedEx? No, but we've got some so it's so funny because we got a few Washington fans over here and, and, and even Eagles fans who've been to FedEx. I'm sure you're gonna tell me exactly the same, but basically I'm flying in about five days early um f- 
for, for the Birds Fly Home trip uh, to go straight into Washington to come meet you guys, watch the game, and then I'm going to come back. I'm going to spend some time watching some touristy stuff and come back to Philly to welcome all the UK fans in. But every single person I've mentioned this to has said it is an absolute shithole. It has all the charm of a low-budget airport. I mean, it is it is the worst. And I used to hear people talk about it. I'd be like, there's no way it's that bad. They're just saying that because it's a division rival. What I, I hear people shit on MetLife Stadium. MetLife Stadium's a great stadium. Uh, right. Don't let anybody fool you. MetLife Stadium's a real nice stadium. It just looks like a giant air conditioning unit from the outside. <laughs> FedEx Field is an absolute – I've seen high school stadiums that look nicer than – that it is a absolute shit dump. So, welcome to the states. Like the Eastern Block at this rate, like <laughs> I've been, to, I've been to DC twice, and you will a hundred percent have more fun and enjoyable time at the Lincoln Memorial than you will at the yes. bloody. Everyone's telling me about all these memorials and like museums. Uh, but it's all in one area. It's a really good day. You'll enjoy that day, hundred percent. You'll be like, oh, I've got to go to a football game now. Oh, God, damn it! Hey, I'll be there <laughs> with my boy Iraq. I'll be there with I'll be there with Philly Sports Trips and Vince and and all seven hundred, I believe, Eagles fans that will be traveling with uh, Philly Sports Trips. Think of what I write. I think he said he bought seven hundred tickets. Maybe it was seventy, and I've added an extra zero. I don't know. Well, um, let's just put it this way: there was uh, we cleared like thirteen hundred. Last okay. time we went there, that was the Carson game, so that was a different scenario. But uh, we probably that still like fifteen hundred then with growth, maybe this year. Yeah, uh, I would definitely sit. I, I'm going to make a call to Vince, text him, and say you're going to need some more tickets for Washington. <laughs> seven hundred ain't going to cut it. I know he's bought seven hundred so far, so I'm sure so he'll be yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Keep taking over, Mick. Just tell me to shut up or mute me. Yeah, shut up, Liam. Um, <laughs> No, I think this is this is the one you actually do need to take over because okay. um, this is the birds fly home. This is the British and Irish Eagles invasion of the US, the homecoming to Philadelphia, not only from our shores, but across America. Um, that I've heard on the 4th and John podcast about Vince talking about this. This is bringing Eagles fans from everywhere to bring them to Lincoln Financial Field for the special. game against the Dallas Cowboys. So, take it away. Leo. I don't feel like I even need to take it away now after that perfect introduction, but I'll I'll do my best. As I mentioned at the start of the podcast, the Birds Fly Home trip, the one we've been looking forward to and talking about for the last few months, ever since myself and you guys and, and Vince connected this is going to be something really special. It's special on many levels. It's, it's, it's not just special because we're going to Philadelphia for a game. It's not just special because we're bringing Eagles fans from the UK over. It's special because this is the trip of a lifetime for fans in the UK and Ireland and elsewhere in Europe if you want to come and join us as well. It's not just going to a game. We are flying into Philadelphia. There is going to be a welcoming party when we arrive on the Thursday, the 2nd of November. There is going to be ex-players, Eagles personnel and media around. You know, Eagles celebrity you guys are seeing. It's, and they're going to be dattered along all weekend. So like splashed along in different parts and you're going to be with them in different areas. So after you come in and you land in Philadelphia and you have your welcome party on that night, which is going to be spectacular. The next day, we're going to be doing a tour of Lincoln Financial Field. It's not just going to be any tour. It's going to be a special tour. And um, not only will you be with everyone who's coming, 
but I'm in conversations with both Vince and also some contacts within the Eagles organization itself to make it very, very special. Potential to add in a game that night, watching the 76ers play or the Flyers play as well. On top of that, on the Saturday, we're going to have an event with Eagles ex-players, special VIP event with Eagles ex-players, um, Q&A event, and it's going to be incredible. It's a four-night stay at a four-star hotel in prime location in Philadelphia, right next to Reading Market, right in the center of downtown Philly. It's going to be absolutely spectacular. Not only that, but there's transfers to and from everywhere you want to go. You got tickets to the Eagles versus Dallas game, which is the best game to see on an Eagles calendar schedule. And it's going to be at the link and we're going to beat them as well, which is going to be amazing. Before that, there's going to be a VIP tailgating experience. I know it's VIP because I went to one for the NFC Championship game. We were in the casino next to the link. There was personalized cocktails. There was like five-star food. E-Rock was on the DJ set. I wish I could have stayed there longer, but I had to go and hit another couple of tailgates flex on my part. Um, and, and, and there's going to be tickets to the game guaranteed. You can either have premium tickets or you can have tickets which are just your standard tickets and it's just going to be an incredible experience i can't wait there's 20 people signed up already to come over for this experience and it's gonna be fantastic e-rock just bring bring you in here sir and just talk about some of these philly sports trip events you've been part of already and and how much you're looking forward to this event specifically first and foremost this this all of this this whole thing all of it just warms my heart it, re it really does warm my heart because, you know, me as a season ticket holder and, and, and living very close to Philadelphia on the Jersey side of the river, you know, I, I, I take it, I try not to, but sometimes I take it for granted that this is what we do. Football season rolls around. Okay, what are we doing for the Dallas tailgate? That's going to be the biggest tailgate. It's one of the biggest games of the year. Where are we going to go eat? And it just we, we kind of take this for granted. But then I take myself out of it and wonder to myself, how would I feel if I was like you, you Liam, and Mick, and Phil, and all the listeners out there in the UK and, and, and Europe and just surrounding? How would I feel like if like if I, I was just such this diehard fan of something like Manchester United? Are we allowed to say Manchester yeah, United? Yeah, say Manchester. Okay, it's Phil's team. It's allowed. All right, it's Phil's team, Manchester United. And I was just – I had a podcast about Manchester United, and I was just – I why I stayed up till one in the morning to watch Manchester United, and then I had the opportunity. Five in the morning sometimes, by the way. Ugh. All right, I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> but put myself in those shoes where I had this kind of opportunity, and you know, hopefully, we can make it an annual thing. But this is absolutely for the first time in not just Philly sports trip history, but I really think in Philly sports history, we're having a travel group, right? Because there's more than one of them, but yeah. there's only one best one. Exactly. We're, we're, we're taking the best one and usually they take fans, Eagles fans from usually Philadelphia, the surrounding areas. And we fly them to a destination point and put them up in a four star hotel, five star hotel. We give them the best, you know, best events, Q&A, former Eagles play a picture, autograph opportunities, stuff like that. We're reverse engineering this where we are bringing birds fans home and we are showcasing our city and our way of life and what the authentic Philadelphia game day experience is all about, which was my whole goddamn mission statement. When I got on social media to begin with, I'm fortunate enough to be here. I'm so thankful to be here. I just want to share this love and this excitement and this experience with the world, because I know 
I'm fortunate enough to be as close to the team as I know everyone else wants to be. And we're putting in motion. We're doing the damn thing. And we're taking you guys that are so passionate about the Eagles from so far away and just showcasing what it's like to be an Eagles fan living in Philadelphia. You're 100% right. We're putting you right smack dab in the center of it by the Reading Terminal Market. By the way, anybody going or anybody thinking of going, Reading Terminal Market, go to the Knicks, roast pork sandwich. You're fucking welcome. Trust me on that one, okay? <laughs> We're having a stadium tour, which I cannot confirm nor deny that I will be hosting. Oh, there we go. How about there that? We go. There we go. Not my Locked first back. rodeo. Oh, yeah. Fresh, fresh <laughs> off the block news. But, but, but hey, hey, listen, you know, I, I know Vince is probably going to listen to this later, but spoiler alert, a lot of times they'll put the Lombardi trophy in the locker room while they're doing the stadium tours. I'm going to make a couple phone calls. I'm sure Vince is too. And maybe oh, you guys will have the amazing. opportunity to take a picture by the Lombardi. How cool is that? Actually see where the Eagles prepare. Like, so when you're watching PhiladelphiaEagles.com and you're seeing Nick Sirianni post game. You know, saying all that, breaking down the hall, all that. You were standing in the room where it all happened. You were going out the tunnel that they got. You're standing on the field, goddammit. You were standing on – like the stadium tour is one of the most underrated – anybody that DMs me on Instagram, Twitter, E-Rock underscore Eagles, by the way, for those fine folks at home, anybody who ever asks – and I get a ton of them, ton of them. Hey, I'm going to Philly. What should I eat? Where should I go? What should I do? What should I see? I always recommend the stadium tour because it is so overpassed and so underutilized. It's absolutely amazing. And a lot of the stuff that I tell people or recommend to people, Vince has already got lined up for you guys. Yeah, Vince has already got lined up. Yeah, The city tours, the Q&A with former Eagles players. There's shit he's not even telling me yet. Yeah, Like there, there's stuff, there's stuff that I know you guys are working on. You're making contacts within the organization. There's, there's, there's stuff that's going to surprise me, and I'm there all the time. Let Vince God, cook. <laughs> let, let, let Vin, uh, Vince is the Howie Roseman of the Eagles travel game, and he is coming through big time. And I can't urge – like I'm not saying this trying to sound like a sales rep or a sales guy or say – I don't have a dog in this race, right? But what I am saying is this is the first opportunity, the first time in history that somebody has reverse engineered a trip to bring you guys home. And listen, I know it's a pretty penny. I know it's a pretty penny because, it, but it still costs less than when we were playing out in London. Yeah, it still it still cost it still costs less to bring you guys here than it was for us to go out there. And I didn't even make that trip because it was it was a little too rich for my blood. If you you this is an opportunity of a lifetime. I promise you, it is an opportunity of a lifetime to to experience the authentic game day Philadelphia Eagles versus. You couldn't pick a better team. You couldn't no. pick a better time of year. You couldn't pick a more important game. You just nailed it. You got to come. You got to come. I know. I love it. I love it. And if it wasn't a sales pitch, I could have been leaving it was because it was absolutely fantastic. No, no, but, I, but, but, but you got to understand, like this vibes with when I got on Twitter or YouTube. I'm, I'm pulling your leg. I know. I know. No, no, no. But, but, but it's like this is why me and Vince get along so well because yeah. it's always about the fan experience. It's always about Same showing, as us. The, the, yeah. showing the it, best time. Go ahead. It's, no, no, it's it's, it's going to be the most amazing trip that I've gonna, I'm going to have experienced. I mean, I've been over to the link twice now, but this is not even going to this is going to absolutely blow this out of the water. But look, and I'm not. This isn't. I'm going to. It's a little bit of a monologue. I promise. I'll keep it short. I promise, Lee. I'm sorry. Um, but it's more of a case hey, of. I talk for wor- for the world, so you go. <laughs> like the reason we're doing this this year 
and it's not me blowing my own trumpet. I'm not. This is not the, the, the is the fact that I left the armed forces this year, and I realised I was going to have a little bit of money this year, and I was like, I want to go and do this trip this year, and I want to start the ball rolling. And and I said to Nick, and I said to Liam, and I said, look, but can we do it this year? We got to do it this year. I want to do it now because of all the reasons that we can we can make from it, but just move purely because I want to go and I want to do it now. And Liam and, and Vince and everyone that's been involved subsequently, yourself, E-Rock, um, Gail, all the people that we know that we've, we've spoken to over the last sort of three years, the, the connections that we've made have all, all leading up to this moment. And when the schedule release came out and it ended up being the Dallas game, like I, not, I'm not gonna, I'm not an emotional person, but I could have like literally like fallen to my knees and gone like this. It all just has seems to have come to the point where it's like this is the game, this is the time, this is the people. We've got everything, sort of the whole universe is sort of centering around Lining. this point in November, early November, and I just you know nothing's gonna stop me, but I can't wait to go, and I just feel like I'm so grateful for. Like yeah, I made me maybe I it's the butterfly effect, isn't it? Like I I flap my wings and then all this stuff has happened and sure. and we're here now. We're going to be there in November and I think it's just incredible that we just wanted to come over with a group of British and Irish guys just to catch a game and it's now like gone nuclear and it's just incredible. And I want to thank you and I want to thank everyone oh. who's been involved so far and I'm, and I'm sure there's going to be so much more stuff down the line that. Is going to make it even better, and I think yeah. if you haven't signed up now and paid your deposit, then you're absolutely crazy. And 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 listen, just like I said, Howie Roseman's not done cooking; like he's going to do it right until kickoff. He's going to—I mean, that's the way—that's the way Vince is. And he touched on something, and and I want to speak on it. It's like all the connections you guys have made with with you know Fourth and John and Gail over there, and you know all the good connections, all the people that kind of share that same similar mindset of sharing and experience, right? Yeah. Um, welcoming, wanting to show you the tab, the best time possible. Um, and all the people that you met, all the people that, you know, the good guys that are doing that are involved in this trip. So it is, we're going to work our asses off. We're going to, it is of the utmost important to us that you guys have the absolute experience of a lifetime. And again, anybody that's, that's, you know, kind of him and on or, isn't shit just fucking do it. You got to do it. I, I prom I promise you you're with the right people. You're with the right travel group. Uh, the right podcast is directing traffic over here. And when you guys arrive, you are just going to just let go. You just let go and let Vince and me and Gail and Hollis and uh, Seth Joyner and, and, and just the yep. Eagles media is going to, uh, or Philly media is going to lap this up. And it's against the Cowboys. November sets you up for the playoffs. The pivotal – you're not playing like the Washington shit patios again. You, you were playing – this is a game that is going to have playoff implications. This is a serious – we're fucking for real right now. This is a serious game that you're going to be watching live, and it's Dallas Week. Anybody who's talked to any Eagles fan, fan locally about Dallas Week, and it's just – it's normal Eagles fandom just dialed to a 12. You know, I mean, everyone's hyped for Dallas week. So it's you guys be, can, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be but, awesome. I was about to say, it's going to be absolutely awesome. And sorry, Mick, go on. You were just about to say something. But 
Are we going to win or are we going to fucking lose? Come on. Let's... Oh, yeah, I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, we're winning that one. We're winning that one. We're not disappointing everybody coming from across the pod. We're winning that one. I forgot we were doing schedule predictions. That way to bring it back on track, Nick. You're doing your job, and I, I, I salute you for that. You're doing your job. Way to go, Nick. All right. Um <laughs> Yes, we should get back on track because this, this this is where we put the meat um on the bone of the uh of the schedule. <laughs> so we win in Dallas, undefeated, everyone has a good time. Going back to the UK, it's the bye week. So we're still relaxing, still enjoying it. Maybe we're still yeah. a bit drunk. Probably, definitely. Yeah. And the Eagles fly out to Kansas City, um, the Super Bowl repeat after the bye week. Prime awesome. time. Loss first L of the year. First L of the year. It's interesting you say that. Everyone I've spoken to so far says this, and I don't know. I've just got a weird feeling. I don't think the Eagles are going to be nine and zero going into this game. Personally, I think something will happen. I know when you go through it, it's easy to check it off, and I agree with every single comment you made so far, and I agree with the win so far. I find it very difficult for that to that will actually come into fruition and will actually happen. I feel like the Eagles are going to be like seven and two, like not nine. I think they'll be like seven and two coming into, which is in a fantastic position to be in. I can see it. And I, and I think, I think we're going to come in, we're coming off a bye. Uh, the Chiefs are also coming off a bye, by the way, the same week. So it's not like we've got a rest up on them. That's not, not the point I'm going to try and make. I, you said the most emotional Jalen's going to be against the Miami Dolphins earlier. I think this is going to be Jalen's most emotional game this year. Uh, certainly in the in the regular season, and I, I can see I can see the Eagles winning this game. I can see them winning this game against the Chiefs. Liam, you sold me on the dub. You sold me on the dub. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of with yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, switch, switch. Liam, Liam sold me. The, the dub. Ah, here yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go. Ten and oh. Oh. Ten and oh. go. I don't let's even go. know what the hell I was thinking. Oh, you got to look. Yeah, at shut it. up, Phil. Mick, back no, on track. No, 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 no. Don't I'm, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Go on. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that that it's it's Jalen Hurts, the character, the man, the yeah, person. Yeah. That is going to mean the a million to him. And, and he's going to want to go to Kansas. It's, it's not going to make up for the Super Bowl loss by any means. It just doesn't. There's nothing at stake apart from a dub. There's no trophy. But he's going to want to go in there and go, I could have beaten you. Yeah. And I did. All right. Bill's Mafia roll into the link with their, with their tables. They jump through the tables, but will they will they um, take the dub off us or will they fall? With Hopkins after they sign him. Yeah, that's probably where Hop's going. It's just, <laughs> uh, I don't have a good feeling about that one either. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go L. Okay, am I, Liam, am I allowed to give an L? Is that a good thing? I got to clear it by you. Okay. Well, Unacceptable. <laughs> um, keep this rolling. So, next game, another home game versus San Francisco 40 Winers. The, the little bitches of the NFL who won't stop talking about the NFC Championship game and how their fourth string fucking quarterback was going to win that game. I don't think so. Um, what say you, Iraq? I am going to write Nick Sirianni a handwritten letter two weeks before this game so I know he has enough time to read it and is simply going to say, run the score up on these hoes. Just, I, 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 I want to see, don't put, take your foot off the gas, step on their necks until you hear something break. 
I mean, I swear to God, send these 40 Weiner fans home crying. The biggest bunch of pussy crybabies. Not only their fans, you expect it from the fans a little bit, but yeah. the but the players and the coaches. Well, I hope we don't get the Eagles early. I w- we weren't ready. You know, I want to be ready for them. No, 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 no. I hope Nick Sirianni smokes these bitches, and they and he will, <laughs> and he will. I swear to God, I will be drooling. I, I've never had a taste for blood as much as I do for 49ers fans. I want you guys. And then they're, what are you going to say then? We kicked your ass again. With whatever you had plenty of time to prepare. Boo hoo. I hope they knock out every quarterback they got and then they take a cheap shot to Shanahan on the sideline running out of bounds. <laughs> I hope that whole team goes home in an ambulance. I hope whatever hospitals yeah. in Philadelphia is stacked, stacked with bodies of San Francisco 49ers players. I can't you, stand those things. You, you know that you know the 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 that that meme from the Mad Men TV show where it's just like the guys in the lift he's like I don't think of you at all like yeah that whole thing of like they hate us so much but we're just sat here going we don't even think about you at all because you're irrelevant to us no it, like it, Mr. Irrelevant very good little uh, segment yeah. <laughs> you, know what's so weird? It, you know what's so weird about the Super Bowl <laughs> run this, uh, 2017 to this one. I was thinking about this the other day. It's like we remember the games in the playoffs, right? You remember that uh, that Minnesota Vikings game, right? That was such a memorable game. They went, they dressed up the Rocky statue. They scored first. You know, P. Rob gets the interception. We smoke. No, that was the end. The Falcons game at the end, Ryan Jalen right. Miller, and that was back and forth, and that was tight oh, to yeah. the end. We don't even think about the playoff games against the Giants or the Niners. The only reason the Niners are still relevant to us is because they still keep fucking crying in the media about it. Yeah. That's it. You got me all wound up about the Niners. Dub, next. Dub. I like that. That's like a little segment we need to get on Twitter. Like that little video segment. Perfect. Nice. Yeah, put that on Twitter. <laughs> I want to retweet that. I hate those people. I hate, I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Yeah. Mick, Mick, you know the way I said like on previous podcasts, like rather than putting like four or five on like YouTube, like let's just put two or three. I reckon we've got like eight from this podcast. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> we've got all the same boots we need. You know, thank you very much. Good night. Yeah, uh, I gave Mick a lot of homework. I'm sorry, bro. That's fine. That's fine. Um, all right, so we take it up versus San Francisco, and we go to Dallas. We go to Dallas. I think we split Dallas. Yeah, L. I think we split Dallas. It's, it's yeah. a tough place to play. Dallas has had our number. I don't. They're not going to. They're Hard not going to win against Dallas at Dallas. I'd love to win yeah. there. I, I, we never seem to win there. I'd love to win there. Which brings us on to actually the next game. Um, another team who we don't really seem to have much success against is uh, Seattle Seahawks, um, which ends this absolutely awful run of Kansas City, Buffalo, mm-hmm. San Francisco, Dallas, and then Seattle. So. Um, at Seattle, you know, a lot of people I've heard, and it surprised me, uh, chalked this up as a loss. I, I don't, I don't get that even, a, even a little bit when we were going into the playoffs and we looked at the playoff teams. It's like, who would you rather play first? I, I mean, we all unanimously, even though it was the likelihood was un, uh, unlikely, uh, we all unanimously would have picked Seattle. So why are we so scared of Seattle now? I think Geno Smith had his like comeback year, had his miracle mm-hmm. year, had his. I, you know, is is flash in the pan. I I don't buy into the Seahawks whatsoever. Uh, this is a dub. I agree. Nice. Um, we roll to New York Giants Thanks. actually at home. Dub. 
Giants Easy. are pretending. Giants are pretending. Arizona revenge game. Jonathan Gann. We'll see him, or maybe we won't see him. Maybe we'll be sacked by then because he's an absolute shit fest. Mm. Arizona. You're, you're, I, I, you're 14 I, and two by this point, by the way. Just, 14 just, and if two. That, if, that, if that factors into the equation at all. No, it doesn't because I will be writing Nick Sirianni another handwritten letter <laughs> and, saying, run, and saying run up the score on that hoe. Uh, because not only did he, you know, cost us a Super Bowl, but I don't know if you saw like the schedule release that the um, Arizona Cardinals put out. Like every team has their own way of going about the schedule release yeah. and, and and announcing it, and, and uh, some of them are very creative. I like to watch all of them or, or look at all of them and see who won the schedule release announcement. There was one which was amazing this year, but I'm Titan, failing to remember Titan, who. Titan Titans. Was really good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, and what did and, you like, Europe? And Arizona did like an album comparison team album, and they showed a picture of Juju uh, Bradbury yeah. holding Juju and Drake's song "Just uh, Hold Hold On, We're Going Home." So yes, that will be a trigger for another handwritten letter that says "Run the score up on these bitches as well." Good. And I hope and I hope Nick gets them, and I hope he reads them. Hey, Rocky, if you need a um, a, go- a ghost writer for these. No, it's going to be simple to the say, point. Need a... <clears throat> it's going to be, be written. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Um, and so for the last game, the final game of the season at New York Giants, we may have nothing to play for after tying up the number one seed by the number of wins that we seem to have racked up at the moment. Um, do we send out a first team? Do we go and smack the Giants around again? Yeah. I, I I don't believe in the Giants. I don't believe in Daniel Jones. I don't believe in the Giants whatsoever. I like their coaching staff. I think they have a phenomenal coaching staff. But um, I think you're going to see a like look what we did in the playoffs. Now Darren Waller, they signed, they traded for Darren Waller, which I think was a phenomenal move on their part. But it's not yeah. enough to it's not enough to compete or to compensate with, for Daniel Jones. Yeah, no, no. I mean, they keep trying to surround Daniel Jones with weapons with the same outcome every single year. He's not the guy. Giants fans have been waiting for DJ to make the type of jump that Jalen Hurts made in his second year as a full-time starter, and he just ain't never going to do it. Nope. So, dub. 15-2. and two. Hot damn. Look at me. That's a record. <laughs> I had written down here, no lie, I had written down here at the top just when you were got 12-5, and five, but I don't even know what the hell I was thinking. <laughs> 15 so, and two. so when you when I saw 15 and 2, um I wrote right next to it 14 and 3. Oh, where am I? I'm over here. Uh, oh, my hands are in the way. Right down the bottom right here. We believe you. We Ooh. believe you. Yeah, well, I reckon absolutely horrendous. Yeah, but I've had like a bottle of wine, a gin, and a beer <laughs> since this podcast started. So you know, more fool you. <laughs> I'm joking. Um Alrighty, um, that's awesome. 15, 15 and 2, I like that. Mick, Phil, we're going to have to see how ours um, pan out when we do our predictions podcast as well. You mean yours is different? As I said, 14 and 3. <laughs> Not much. I'm, a, I'm on the 15, 15 and 2 train now. Oh, okay. I like that. I like that. We were going to we were gonna do a game of um, um, accent, not accent, sorry, um, the name game. 
pronunciation game. I've had a picture. We're going to do the pronunciation game, but that ain't happening anymore because we've been on for like an hour and 34 minutes. Give me uh, one. Or, give me give me one each. Yeah, I will give you one each. All right, let's, let's go for that. Because I, I was looking forward to this. Oh, okay. Well, we can do a couple more. We're here anyway. So, yeah. uh, Mick, go on. All right, so uh, set, well, wait, 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 set it up. So what are we doing? These, these so are slang terms. Correct. We're going to do slam. We're going to do slang terms from in Scotland. your native tongue. Yeah, Scotland. All in the same, all in the same language, but in different right. areas of the same language. Yeah, 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 Scotland, yeah, yeah. Ireland, England. Uh, we'll do. We'll do slang. Your job is to tell us what it means. What it is. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fire away. One each. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I'll go first. You go first. Where's the jacks? Where's the jacks? Where's the jacks? We're, 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 so obviously it's a question like, uh, where's the jacks? Yeah. Where's, where's the jacks? Like, where are the boys? Where, 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 like, we're going to a party. Where are the boys? No, close. Well, I mean, I say close. I say, where is is the right two words. Uh, no, so it's not. That's, that's wrong. We can do one more go. You have three goes. You got, you got two more goes. Wait, where's the jack? So we're going. Uh, that was a good guess, man. That first one. Yeah, wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. Where, 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 where's the al- Where's the alcohol? Where's the party at? Uh, where, where, where's the? Yeah, one more guess. That's wrong. One more guess. I got out of guesses. I don't. I don't know. Where's the? Where's jacks? the toilet? Where's the toilet? Where's the toilet? Where's the jacks? It's yeah. three doors down at your ninety-seven-year-old neighbor's house, <laughs> streaming into your patio. That's where it is. Exactly. Where's the jacks? Talk about. Did they say yeah. I gotta go to the jacks? Or, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll go, okay. go to the jacks. Yeah, I go to the toilet. You know, yeah. you, you know, you know what's funny? Jack, my wife's name is Jackie. I call her jacks. So we can never, <laughs> oh, we can never have this conversation. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> All right, that's probably my best one, Rick. Okay. Who's next? All right. I'll go, I'll go next then. Um, so I'm going to, it's just a one word and I want, you got to try and guess what it is. Um, it's scrumpy. Scrumpy. So somebody who's not dressed properly, somebody who's kind of like a vagabond, somebody who's like, uh, you know, got like dirty clothes. He's, he's scrumpy. He just looks, he's, he's not proper. He's scrumpy. Do you know what? if if I didn't know what it was, I'd be right where with you. But unfortunately, yeah, that's wrong. I'll give you a hint. Convince me. Convince me. You've convinced me. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's it's something that you would digest. No, okay, that's good. That's good. Oh, okay. Uh, it it means it's something you, you eat or you drink. It's a beverage you can eat or, or you can food drink it. or something. Yeah, you yeah. drink it. Okay, that's the definition it's... of scrumpy. Like it. it's no, yeah, no, 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 no. It's a hint. It's a hint. Oh, it's a hint. Yeah. Scrumpy. So it's a drink or it's a food. He's not. He's not. He's not told you if it's a drink or a food. He's saying it's a drink or a food. It's a type of drink or food. Fast food, like fried food. It's just scrumpy. More specific. Fucking burgers. No. <laughs> you're on the right line on specific, right? Yeah. So Phil, give him the last. But like, but but it's like, ah, uh, you know, hey, you are already in the mood for this? And be like, ah, it's, but it's too scrumpy. I can man. see that. I I can see man, it's gonna upset exactly. my stomach. Your logic, your logic is impeccable, but unfortunately, okay. you're. You're, you're a little bit off. It's um, it's what we in my local area of the United Kingdom call hard cider. So like the purest of hard cider, like the backcountry moonshine. Moonshine, cider. scrumpy as moonshine. It's the shit Basically, you make at home. It's <laughs> apples, apples yeast fermented, and right. extremely high level alcohol hard cider. Uh, okay, 
All right, Mick's got a good one for me. He's smiling, smirking over there. Hey, no, I'm, 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 I'm being educated just now. You know, like we're we're from all different parts of. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't know what the Jacks thing was either. So did like, you not? No, okay. I didn't. No, we don't say I that. I thought they like the like we might have been there. Or shitter or something. We don't say Jacks. What the fuck's that? The bog and the shitter. <laughs> I love his accent, dude. That's about as good as my American accent. It's, it's, not, bad. Bad. it's not bad. <laughs> um, it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> I'll go for if, like, if okay, if you were saying this to someone, hod your wished. Wished? Hod your wished. What's the first? I don't understand the first word. Hold your wish? Wished? Yeah, hold hold your wished. What do you think? That you would telling from, what would you be telling? When someone's from, talking crazy and you're like, would you slow your roll. It's like, hold your wish. Like, like, fucking slow down. Hold your wish. Yeah, just be quiet. Yeah. Hey! 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 All right. I got the last one. All right, awesome. There you go. That that means you're you're certified Scottish now. You can you can wear kilts and drink whiskey. And... Does he even hey. know what a kilt is? No, you're, you're certified. I, I, my father's in the um, in the uh, New Jersey State Police bagpipe band. So okay. I went. I I went, grew up. My dad wearing a kilt. Yeah. That's awesome. Tell your dad to hold his wish then next time he's Yeah, coming. hold your wish, the old bastard. <laughs> hold your wish. Go take a shit on the jacks and eat your scrump or don't drink too much scrumpy. <laughs> perfect. That's a perfect line. Perfect. We need to we need to bring that in. All right, Lee Rock, thank you so much. You're welcome. So much time with us today. It's been an awesome podcast. Um and yeah, it's been lots of fun. It's been good to get back into it. It's been good to have you on. It's been good to hear from, from Mick and Phil. It's been good to talk about what is going to be an incredible trip for the Birds Fly Home trip this coming November. The trip of a lifetime for Eagles fans outside of Philadelphia, anywhere in the world, wherever you are, it will be the trip of a lifetime and one not to miss. We will be back next week. Guest TBC to be confirmed because... I need to also tell Mick and Phil about conversations I've been having with also Vincent of the Philly Sports Trips of who that will be. Um, but anyway, listen, folks, thanks for joining. Thanks for listening in to us again. If you are still here an hour and 40 minutes and 26, 27, 28 seconds into the podcast, thank you. You're weirdos, but we love you. Anyway, uh, listen, we are the British and Irish Eagles. We are the fan base outside of Philadelphia that, we love you and we will speak to you soon. Go birds. <laughs>